He's back. Sports Radio is back. Here's the lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. Presented by Wolf GMC Buick. We're making it easy. WolfGMCBuick.com. Welcome to the Lowdown on Sports 1440. Today's show, Oilers have an uh-oh weekend, and many fans are mad at Dustin Schwartz. Plus, NFL goes wild on the gridiron, and the two unbeaten teams are now beaten. Want to ask you that question. How in, how in H-E double hockey sticks would anybody on the outside know if Dustin Schwartz is doing a good job? I'd love to hear your input on that. Text or call 1-833-401-1440. 1-833-401-1440, sports.1440.ca, uh, iHeartRadio, Radio Player Canada, or just tune in. Lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick, new name, same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road, wolfgmcbuick.com. Love it. Our guests today, Jason Greger and Joe Reedy of AP, Doc Chargers Cowboys. And there's a lot to get to, but first I have to interrupt our regular programming to uh, welcome our producer and uh, well-known man around town, Declan Kruger. And last week it was about Mrs. Andrews, who was your grade one teacher who ruined your life. And this week you dropped this on me during our prep period, which is basically um, me playing solitaire on the computer and you trying to get work done. You you put forward the idea there are three kinds of fall. Sir, could you please explain? Yeah, so basically the way I liken it is there is summer fall, spooky fall and winter fall summer fall is generally early early to late september things the leaves are bright they're yellow and green they're still on the trees it, it's it's still light out beautiful weather. Uh, it, yeah great weather it's warm for the most part that's summer fall then as we get into the uh to the october month we get spooky fall now the trees start to look dead the leaves are all on the ground they're orange and brown it's a little bit colder outside and you're really gearing up for the halloween season you see the jack-o'-lanterns outside the halloween decorations things like that and you being a jack-o'-lantern you'd recognize them we know our own yeah then in november you have winterfall then it's really cold the trees are really dead the leaves are few and far between they look dirty weather's downhill you know winter is imminent and that's winter fall. Yeah, I didn't prep any of this, so if, yeah. no, if this were, is good. Yeah, if there were any, you know, gaps in my uh, in my thought it, process there, I apologize. But you, you that's explained how I like it, it very well. Mrs. Andrews would be proud, and uh, my dad used to say oh, she would have a number of criticisms. <laughs> I promise you that. My dad used to say there's three seasons uh, in Saskatchewan, which is June, July, and winter. But that's not quite true. I don't. Are there any like other seasons that have three different mini seasons within them? Uh, I mean, listen, I'm sure there are, like, well, spring has two, as far as I'm concerned. Mud spring, non-mud they, Yeah, spring. they have mud spring, and then they have pre-summer spring. Uh, That's what spring has. Summer's kind of yeah. just summer, winter's kind of just winter. But the, the reason I'm so big on this for fall is because I, I liken the college football and the NFL schedule to nice. it. Nice. I'm like, nice. okay, these games are during summer fall. It's I can go and get a nice walk-in during, yeah. during the break. Then spooky fall rolls around, and it's, you know, okay, conference play starting to heat up a little bit. Then winter fall comes, and yeah. it's really the grid and ground of the schedule. In our relationship with you, listening to you and discovering you and finding out about you, this is this is the fun discovery period. After a while, we'll get bored with you. But right now, these these revelations that you have are are fun and brilliant. So keep them coming, sir. Thank you. Uh, give us your observations of life, and we will we will smile later. We'll say please stop talking. But right now, we're we're quite uh, we're quite impressed with you. Oilers lost two in a row. 
I have them going six two and zero in October if they go four and four the rest of the way or four and four overall four and two the rest of the way. That's still in the range. There's no reason to panic. There are some things that we can observe though. Nurse, CC, Ekholm, and Bouchard need more defensive awareness. Now, in the case of Ekholm, he's coming off an injury. In the case of Bouchard, he does a lot of other things. Nurse and CC, specifically on the goal where Fogel shot it wide uh, and Studnika scored, there's there has to be way more awareness where you are on the ice, how many players you're ahead of, all of that that comes into play. And if the Edmonton Oilers are going to win the Stanley Cup, th- that has to tighten up like Archie Bell on the drills, like a lot. There, there's something else I want to observe, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to do this as a public service, a courtesy to you. Broberg and Kulak are playing the softer minutes. Or are they? There's a way to tell what a coach and a general manager think about a player. Now, the way you tell a general manager how he feels about a player is, did the GM draft that player? Ken Holland's first draft pick here was Philip Broberg. So from his point of view, there's a lot riding on that. He needs that player to be producing now. This is the fifth year after Broberg's draft. He needs to be playing bigger minutes, taking on more of a role. He was a rookie last year, and his numbers were very good. But this year, he needs to be taking on more of a role. What does that look like? Well, now we go from the GM over to the coach. Uh, The coach is trying to win hockey games. So coaches rarely, if ever, place young players that they don't trust into situations where high trust is required. In game one, the road game, Broberg was deployed most often against Elias Pettersson, 5-19 at 5-on-5. Now, there was a goal scored, but that's not the point. The point is, Woodcroft was unable to get the matchup that he wanted. Tockett was, and he ran it like a hammer. He ran it like a hammer. 5-19's a lot against young Broberg. Now, in game two, Woodcroft's at home. He can make the line change. 107, about 20% of the time that on the road that Broberg played against Pedersen, he played about 20% when he was at home. Folks, you got to see more evidence. But that looks to me like a tell. Woodcroft can't protect Broberg on the road. What does that mean? It means if pucks go in the net from high skill when Broberg is on the ice, home or road, then the Oilers need to check down from Broberg. The, the tell is already there from the coach. We just have to see it more and more. When they go on the road, can he protect them? I would suggest to you that it's a, there's a non-zero chance that Vincent DeHarnay dresses tomorrow night. And look, I like Broberg's game. He's played well, but he's not playing against the heart of the order. You know, he's there's there's jacks and kings and aces, and he's not playing against them. He's playing against the sixes and the sevens and the nines. And they need Broberg to make another step. They do. DeHarnay is probably always going to be a third-line guy, a third-pairing guy. We're not sure about Bouchard. He certainly looks good when he's with Ekholm. Broberg's a key player for Ken Holland. We'll keep that in mind. I will do that all year for you, unless you insist that I don't. Uh, <laughs> and you can text me. The lines and pairings are out and different. The, the, the pairings are the same, but the lines are different. This came from uh, Ryan Rashog and I believe our friend Tom Gazzola that I saw. Uh, McDavid is playing between Kane and Dreisaitl. That's uh, load them up line, obviously. Nuge between Fogel and Hyman. That's an interesting line. Uh, Fogel moving up to play with Hyman and Nuge. And then McLeod with Holloway and Brown. Connor Brown is playing on the third line. Brown has not been bad. It's just that he's not been good. And there's there's 
They they need to find some chem, and that's what they're trying to do, I imagine. Yanmark will center Ernie and Ryan. I do wonder, honestly, if Ernie sits and DeHarnay plays as a seventh defenseman. We'll find out. It's 12.09. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440, powered by Wolf GMC Buick. Um, I want to briefly talk about this, and I want to bring my friend Declan in to talk about it, because... The NFL weekend was fascinating. Both of the unbeaten teams, 49ers and Eagles, fall to, I'm not going to say unlikely camp, but Cleveland and the Jets were not. The Jets had never beaten the Eagles ever. That's a that's news. That's breaking news. It is. This was the first time in the history of their meetings. I think it was the 13th time all time these uh, these teams had met. It was the first time the Jets got, got the win, and it was on the back of Zach Wilson as the quarterback yeah, of all yeah. people. Now, I'm not going to say he was the catalyst, but when he's the man in charge, it's, you know, leave something to be said. Lions, best team in the NFC now? No, I still think it's San Francisco. I mean, listen, without Debo, without Christian McCaffrey, I think Brock Purdy was exposed a little bit. I think maybe when he doesn't have the Avengers as his supporting cast and Kyle Shanahan drawing up plays for all these skill position players, he's maybe not an elite quarterback. That's fine. I think we knew it. Now I think we've just seen evidence of it. But I still think the 49ers are the team to beat. Interesting way of putting it. Now, you're a big uh, uh, college football fan. Mm. AP uh, uh, numbers are out. Uh, By the way, we'll be talking to somebody from AP in a little while, but... um, Washington moves up to number five. Any surprises for you? No, only that Washington isn't higher. Listen, I think when you look at the resume um, and the teams they've beaten, the returning players, the recruiting class, the whole formula, five makes sense. But I think Washington is truly a top three team in the country. I think they can beat anybody on any given day. I think if you put them on a neutral field with Georgia and Michigan, the line would be about one and a half, and I wouldn't have a problem if it's either way. So, you know, am I surprised they're number five? No, but I do think they're a top three team in the country. We'll have Joe Reedy of AP to talk Chargers-Cowboys later in the show, and Jason Greger will join us as well in the one o'clock hour. By the way, I, I'm not upset. In fact, I'm happy, but I, I ordered a coffee on the way in from McDonald's and they gave me hot chocolate. I am so happy. So, Whoa, so happy. That's now, a pretty big mistake, though. But my sugar is up, but I love this. Oh, my God, I love hot chocolate. Hot chocolate is phenomenal. But they're, mm. like, if you want to call like, I just imagine, a, you know, the busy businessman making stock trades on his cell phone, stopping to get a coffee, and he gets hot chocolate. No. He'd be pretty mad with that. I'm not a complainer. Okay. I'm a Canadian. That's yeah, a difference. True. Uh, look, I'm never, I'm never, because ordinary, I wouldn't order it because it's, there's, I'm trying to cut back on sugar. But I, as a gift, instead of a coffee, giddy up. I'll take it. I'll take it all day, all day. Um, baseball, Texas swept the Rays and the Orioles, and they're up 1-0 on the Astros. Is this Destiny's Child? Is is Are the Rangers saying, say my name, Astros? They certainly look like the team of Destiny, to uh, to, to work off your metaphor a little bit. I mean, listen, the Diamondbacks have looked great, too. They're 5-0 and in the playoffs. I mean, they've looked they've looked incredible. Is it going to be a you know meeting of the Titans in the World Series here? I don't know. We'll see what the Phillies can do. I still I think I like the Phillies to win that series, but the Diamondbacks have been rolling. They just smoked the Dodgers, so I don't think you can you can count them out. I'm I'm just so damn impressed with Texas. the The Texas Rangers are actually the Washington Senators, uh, the expansion Washington Senators from '61, the team that Frank Howard played for, Mike. Epstein, um, I think Joe Coleman might have been on that team. Uh, Ed, Eddie Brinkman, who was a, was a shortstop. Um, I don't. Dick Bozeman, I think, was a pitcher on that team. Oh, that's really, really old information. I'm pulling out the, the, you, the crinkly part of my brain is being used right now to remember those names. That is like that's 1971. That's a long, long time ago. Joe Reedy coming up from AP. Talk Chargers. 
I want to talk about this because I was thinking about this. We had it. We talked about it last week, but not enough. So I want to talk about it more this week. It's October once again for Operation Friendship Senior Society. The goal is to collect 10,000 pairs of new warm winter socks for low-income and homeless seniors. All this month, you can drop off your donations at the Sports 1440 Lobby in West Edmonton Mall during business hours, or you can go to sports1440.ca for more information and other drop-off locations. The reason this is important is that I was downtown a lot of last last year, last winter, and and it's really easy when you live in suburbia and um, you're 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 not exposed to this kind of situation to not think about it, to forget about it, or or put it out of your mind. But it's real, and this is a small thing that we can all do, and it's so important and it's so helpful. So please consider uh, helping out with Socktober. Looking for 10,000 pairs of new warm winter socks for low-income and homeless seniors. You can drop them off here or go to sports1440.ca for more information. You know, that, that's, um, it bothered me all last winter. It still bothers me that I'm, you know, I'm so fortunate and, you know, right in my town. You know, I love Edmonton. It's a great city. It really has been so good to me. And so we have to be reaching out for those who are in need. I'm so tired of the excuse that Nurse or Bush have to have better scoring numbers than the other defensemen. They're not forwards. We need defensemen. Well, look, they are defensemen. They just they also have offense to their game. You know, they're they're two way defensemen. You can't just all have all shutdown defensemen. It doesn't work like that. You need somebody to pass the puck out. I would suggest Bouchard needs to worry more about getting the puck out than hitting people because he's no damn good at it. And Nurse, honestly. He needs to to not venture into the offensive zone as much. That's that's just a discipline thing. He's a wildly successful skater. He's wonderful at it, and he can get back. But when he doesn't, it's a two-on-none because CeCe can't get back. Like, Nurse needs to be the last line of defense, and he needs to understand that he's never had a great partner. That's a fact. He's never had a great partner when he's been the number one defenseman. But he's the number one defenseman, and the Oilers need his defense more than his offense. And he can jump up, but my God, he better be right. And he often isn't, and that's costing the team. All of that said, if you're worried about the Oilers, don't. They're going to be fine. I don't know that they're going to win the Stanley Cup, but I do know they'll play Vegas in the playoffs because it is writ. So, in bold, big sky letters. So just for the purpose of conversation two games you're walking it back because we had heard you sit up here and say stanley stanley cup champions come next spring oh no i'm not i'm not walking that back no way i'm saying that i you don't know but i'm still picking them to win it okay okay but what i'm not doing uh i'm i'm saying that that one thing we never do and we should we should acknowledge that luck has a lot to do with this luck is is just a massive part of any sport and it's that George Michael song, Turn a Different Corner and We Never Even Met. How tragic would that be if you and I never met? Or you never met Mrs. Andrews, who was a big, 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 important part of your life. Big well, influence. I definitely would have been better off if I never met uh, Mrs. Andrews. I think you would have been okay if you never met me. You would have, you would have found somebody else and you would have done your thing. I would, I'd be the one who'd be out in the pasture. No, I don't think so. I think that I, 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 I know, I, look, I recognize, I recognize talent and I know to ride that nag till it drops. And in this particular situation, you, sir, are the nag. Yeah. So, <laughs> yep. 
We'll move on. Joe, Joe Reedy from AP is next. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. Monday. We didn't have one of these last week. I mean, we did, but we weren't working. So, I mean, I'm already exhausted. Just the absolute, the the mountain is so high, five shows in a row, that's 10 hours of me rambling on about nothing. I mean, I don't know if I can do it. We'll see. NHL rumors on the way at 1240. Jason Gregg will join us at 120. We'll have thoughts from the tech line and text line and more. Uh, of course, we'll be talking about the Edmonton owners. Don't you worry about it. Lots, lots of texts coming in about getting rid of everybody and rebuilding. So it's good. It's uh, the owners are O two, and everybody is calm. We love it. Joined now by Joe Reedy of AP, talking about Chargers and Cowboys. You know, in terms of marquee uh, appeal, I like the looks of this game. There's a lot of talent on the field tonight. Yeah, I mean, starting with the quarterbacks, Justin Herbert versus Dak Prescott. Two years ago, when uh, these two teams played, it came down to a last-second field goal. Two marquee markets and uh, also two teams with a lot to prove. Dallas coming off a bad outing at uh, San Francisco and the Chargers kind of have been a roller coaster so far, two and two and coming off the bye. So plenty of storylines and we haven't even gotten to Kellen Moore yet. Well, that's where I'm going because Jerry Jones said Friday he dreads having to face him. I'm an Eagles fan, so I hope Kellen Moore has the, the night of his life and just things go off in a perfect way for them. But it's interesting because they did walk him because I get partly because the head coach wanted to to run the ball more and and ball control and give his defense a rest. But uh, I was interested in in Jones' comments and I wonder about your take on them. The ironic thing too is they they hired Kellen Moore here with the Chargers because they wanted to run the ball <laughs> because Brandon Staley <laughs> wants to run the ball also too. I mean the, the Chargers last year second biggest differential between run and pass. They were 65 pass, 35 run. Only Tampa Bay with Tom Brady had a bigger run pass differential. And I think right now it's uh, 44-56, which, you know, you go up 8%, that's sizable. And the Chargers in the first game ran the ball well. Austin Eckler's missed the last three games. Due to an ankle injury, he'll be back. But, I mean, even against Vegas, they, they ran the ball decent, too, without Austin out there. So, I think Kellen bringing in a downfield running attack on uh, north-south more and just going right at them has helped. Definitely has helped the intermediate passing game, which is something that had uh, been lacking from this team the past couple years. But, you know, I get Mike McCarthy – a ton of credit, too. He's in his fourth year with the Cowboys and to stick with Kellen Moore and most of that offensive staff for three years and not wanting to make any uh, sizable changes is a credit to them. But uh, I think for Dallas, it's still a little bit of a uh, adjustment. I saw something where uh, Dak has had three sub-80 passer rating games, and 80 is considered average in the NFL, so he's still adjusting a little bit. And this team has played two extremes. They've had large leads in a lot of games, but the two games that they've lost, they've been out of it early, too. 
Now, in your article uh, at AP, you talk about uh, Kellen Moore kind of downplaying it a little bit, saying, you know, uh, look, it's, uh, it's easy for everybody to overthink it, and it doesn't sound like it's a big deal to him. Do you believe that? I think there. I think there. Any time you face a team, especially the first year or two, or or that first time, there is a little bit of, you know, wanting to get back at them. But I do think when it comes to sharing secrets or sharing trends in this league, everybody has tape of each other that. It's. I think that does get overplayed at times, and it, very rarely during the regular season is it full speed ones versus ones. So a lot of times it's one versus twos, and you only get uh, full pads and full helmet of practices 13 times during the regular season. So I do think maybe in terms of that, it does get it does get overplayed more than. Uh, you know, fans fans love it, but uh, I I do think that aspect does get overplayed a little bit. Joe Reedy, our guest from AP, uh, I wanted to ask you this because when I Justin Herbert has a broken middle finger on his left non throwing hand, and when I hear that, I think, oh, it's nothing, and I don't know if it's nothing, uh, but it sounds like the the player and the organization don't think it's a, a hindrance in any way. No, I I think maybe. When you take it, when you take snaps under center, it can be it can be a little bit of a factor. He didn't take, I don't think he took any snaps under center this week just to protect the hand a little bit. But he played he played well immediately after it happened in the Raiders game two weeks ago. He completed two of three passes and he had that uh, 51 yarder to put the game away. So I think as far as actual passing physics and and mechanics, it doesn't impact things too much. But if he was to go to run and scramble as far as protecting the ball, might be something to watch, but he's going to wear a glove. And they do so much in terms of uh, splints and fiberglass or whatever and everything to make sure it's well protected. So as long as he's fine with – with how he's doing things and comfortable, I don't think anybody else should uh, sweat it. Chargers coming off the bye, obviously high expectations there. Uh, this has been a weird start for them, but that's not terribly unusual for the Chargers. Is is the fan base still solidly on board with this team? I think so. I Frankly, I had them 2-2 two two going into the bye at the beginning of the year, except I had them winning the first two and losing the next two, so... Um, this team does play a lot of close games. I think when Brandon, since Brandon Staley's arrived, they've had the highest percentage of, uh, one score games in the league and they're, and they're slightly above 500. I think the fan base is getting a little bit upset over the fourth down decisions at times, which, which if there's one thing about Brandon Staley, he's been consistent on fourth down decisions and being aggressive and everything. And that hasn't changed. I think the one area where Staley is getting, getting his share of criticism. And I think it is valid is that the defense hasn't played to the level that that everybody thought it would. And we're on three years now where some struggles on third down, some struggles on run defense, um, 
the secondary to me is average and gives up a ton of big plays, that's the areas where it's like it's two and a half years and we're still talking about those things. Now, the one area where they have gotten better is rushing the passer and getting a pass rush even before Khalil Mack's six-sack game. They, they had been getting a consistent rush. It's just with those, with those numbers and everything, it, it vaults it up even further. And the latest reporting we have, I just want to confirm here that uh, Austin Eckler is going to going to play tonight. Yes, he yeah he was full practice throughout the week, so he's going to go. Derwin James is going to go. Joey Bosa questionable right now, but he was limited in practice on Sunday. I think the only concern and for the fans in Canada, uh, Joshua Palmer. Uh, groin injury it sounds like during practice on Saturday got added to the injury report yesterday is questionable so I think Bosa and Palmer are maybe the two to watch when the inactives come out thanks so much for this appreciate it no problem take care all right Joe Reedy from AP talking about the Chargers Connor Halley will be happy I don't know are there a lot of I always think in 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 this city uh, I would go um I'd probably go Seattle as the number one. Buffalo Bills, there's a ton of Buffalo Bills fans. Then it kind of splinters, but Green Bay would have a lot of fans. Denver would have a lot of fans. Pat Boland's association there. Um, who am I missing? Uh, maybe Raiders? I don't know. The Cowboys just have fans everywhere. Yeah, but I don't, like, I don't acknowledge the Cowboys. That's fair. So, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, the Bills are a big one in the city. I was oh, surprised yeah. to know how many people were also Bills fans. Honestly, you can't you, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a Bills fan, which yep. you know often they do at their their parties before the game. And would, is that your dream to go to one of those? I've seen videos of things that are that are illegal. There. Oh yeah. No. No, they go crazy. Um. No, I mean I'd like to, but as far as a dream sporting event, no, 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 no. What be your ultimate dream? Uh, the the gentlemen singles final at Wimbledon. Wow! Yeah, I think Very that would nice. be so incredible. Also, a World Cup final would be great, but uh, but I, I just think being at the uh, the All England Tennis Club, eating my strawberries and cream, watching right. like whoever it may be Novak and Carlos going at it would yeah. be incredible. You know, you have to be quiet for long periods. There, would yeah, you be yep. okay with that? You know? I'd be great with that. Yeah, because yeah. no, I, I would just sit back and appreciate what I'm watching. Yeah, I've been thinking about what I you know if I had a um, like. People will always say, well, you should do this and this and this. And I'm like, ah, I don't really care. But I, I might go to New York. I would like maybe to see a something at Madison Square Garden. That would be, like that'd a be hockey cool. game and, or a basketball game or a fight or something. Or I don't know if they still have the, the – the, uh, I don't know if they still have the circus there. I don't know they used to. The, the Rangers used to have to play on the road for about a month. The circus is just the Rangers organization. Wow. Yeah, not bad. I don't wow. know if it's accurate, but it, uh, it rolled off the tongue nicely. <laughs> Another like, one I'd really like to go to is an early round um, March Madness game, like in yeah, Wichita or something, yeah. and just watch like four games in a row. I I've think seen, that'd be really fun. I've seen college basketball, and it was an eye-opening experience. I, I saw uh, UNLV, the Run Rebs, and and the the it's such an event. Like the band jumps out, and the cheerleaders, and there's music, and there's the the the, the timeouts, and the the television breaks are more, there's more activity than the ball game. Yes, yes, wow. they do it big. I mean. Oh. College sports are such a, like, I'll never stop uh, beating this dead horse, but college sports is such a cultural phenomenon down there. Like, they do, they do it big, and they do it right, and they make it a party. I remember I saw a video on North Dakota's hockey team. Uh, some rich former alumni had given a gobs of money, 
and the building and the room was actually better than NHL level. Just oh, that's I how good. That. I yeah. believe that. Oh my god! Yeah, it was an upgrade for the Coyotes when they had to go play at uh, <laughs> the new one there. Oh my god! Okay, so th- there's lots of text coming in. We have about three minutes here to burn off before we take a break. Um, never thought I'd cheer for the Cowboys. Oh dear, this is not what I want to hear. Who won the Zamboni Cooler? Do we know who won the Zamboni Cooler? It was awesome. I don't. I'll have we'll to find ask, out. Yeah, we'll I'll have out. to ask uh, Brandon Douglas. I almost stole it and ran to my car, and the only reason I stopped was I saw the security, and they looked like they could outrun me. So, in fact, they didn't. It was obvious they could outrun. It was. It wasn't a you know a measure I had to take. I got a trade proposal of Andrew Kane for Claude Giroux. What do you guys think from Marty? Marty has Claude Giroux in his hockey pool, I guess. But I, the, the, trades aren't happening yet. I know that people are are wildly interested in trading all of the Oilers for none of the Oilers, but it's not going to happen. Where are we here? It'll only take a minute. I will figure this out. So glad you're back on the air, Tide. You're the man, Drew. Those always get red. Winter is the first week where the snow is ice or nice winter, then five months of long winter, then one month of muddy winter from Tim. it's about right. I thought of muddy waters as soon as that last line hit. Vogel passed that puck to the far post. Terrible pass, but it was a pass shot to whoever was driving to the net. Still, you, you can't have both defensemen ahead of the forwards. That's, you know, that's, that's, a, that's beyond a rookie mistake. If you are into Game of Thrones, we have Winterfell. I call mud spring dirt season. LT, I really like your show and I respect you as an analyst. Well, thank you. But you saying the Oilers are a Stanley Cup team is absolutely ridiculous. They rely on two forwards, give them way too much ice time, and their defense is not a top contending defense. Nurse is terrible and so is his contract. Those are the funds that could be used for an actual top pairing defenseman. As for Bouchard, he's softer than baby bottom and is a weak link from RL. We all have our opinions. And, you know, I give you mine, and you are welcome to give me yours. And if we disagree, that's okay, too. There was a time in life in this fair land uh, when the railroad did not run, and you could disagree with people without it being a personal affront. And I would like to get back to those. I, I You know, um, I remember when people started saying, everybody's so politically correct, let's stop doing that. I would like to start the return of politically correct, because... Civility should not be something that we don't extend. That's a ne- double negative. We should be able to extend civility to everybody, even if they disagree with us. You know, I, I feel like we're about 11 minutes away from beating people up because they go to a different bank. And I think we really got to get off that train. Just because we disagree doesn't mean we can get angry at each other and do things that are uh, improper or immoral or illegal. How do you find a blender when the uh, chemistry when the blender comes out every game? It's ridiculous. Coach has been doing that forever. I very much dislike how NHL players like Fogel shoot pucks that rim around. It's a shot that always turns terrible unless you miss. I don't fully like how Nurse goes all in with CC already did, but the Fogel shot was what caused a loss of possession. They've been doing that for a hundred years. Toddy Marchant used to do that. Toddy Marchant, when he was playing in the late 90s, did that for the Oilers. That's a long time ago. It's almost 30 years ago. The reason sports 
team sports is all based on positioning. Darnell Nurse was out of position, and Cody Cece was out of position. That you cannot have that. You can, it, that's going to get the coach fired. And the coach, the only thing the coach can do is back off the minutes of the players who are doing it. The problem the coach has is that Ekholm's been hurt, and he can't be sure about Bouchard. So does he run somebody else there? Well, Broberg would be the guy, but I just told you that the coach doesn't trust Broberg at home against the really good players. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a problem. Don't know what to do about it. Nurse needs situational awareness still after eight years from Brad. Nurse does have a tendency to do that. There's no doubt. Now, that doesn't discount all of his other things that he does well. But I've said this before a thousand times. People get mad about the him following the guy to the, the, uh, the, the blue line on the goal by White Cloud. What you should be mad at is that he turned the wrong way twice, uh, coming out of the corner. Uh, he turns the wrong way. Guy's coming out of the corner ends up at a goal. Darnell Nurse knows better than that, and he didn't do it. That's the problem. That's the and and it's Jay Woodcroft's job to get CC and Nurse and Bouchard and all these guys playing more consistently and buttoning down. They have to. It's either now or never. Because if they go into another year and use another playoff uh, uh, season like they have the last two, then at some point in time, the new GM is going to make changes. And I've said before, and I'll say it again, two years from now, Evan Bouchard will need a big contract. And that's the moment where the Oilers are going to have to decide, do I trade? Do you trade Bouchard or do you trade Nurse? And I know you're going to say, well, you can't trade Nurse. That's what they said about Gretzky. Lots of Vikings fans here, too. That's true. Hey, guys, what's your thoughts on the Super Bowl in London? Thanks to uh, uh, our, our Cody, Coyotes fan for that. Um, I'm okay with anything. I don't care. I don't live in any of these cities. Um, do you think it would help? I don't know. Do you think it would help? Um, I don't think you need to put the Super Bowl there in order to grow the game. I think what they've done with the international series has been enough. Personally, I don't really like it. Maybe that's an old-headed thought of me. Maybe this is the one time my, my old-headed fandom creeps up. I just think the Super Bowl should You're be... You're 26. Like, I, you don't have old anything. I just think it's a disservice to to all the fans to all the fans of the NFL if you're playing the biggest game and and the biggest celebration of the sport in a different country. I have socks older than you. Yeah. Yeah. Old. But that's my take. Okay. Well, it was a good one. I don't know what Mrs. Andrews would say, but I barbecued steak last night. It was such a good experience. I miss it. I wish I was doing that again tonight. <laughs> Maybe that's a problem. Maybe maybe there's an issue there. The college hockey locker room you're referring to, uh, referring to is North Dakota. And yes, it's insane. I believe I said North Dakota. You did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, you did. All right. Okay. We're, we're a little late for a break because I got talking. And that does happen. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. Lowdown. Monday edition. little truth for you. Uh, both Declan and I were yawning in the uh, green room before the show. Complaining about how we slept well, but we're still tired. I'm really tired. I'm really t- I'm off my game today, but I know it. I recognize it, which is why, you know, I'm going to sit back a little bit. Uh, not not that I ever sit forward, but I'm going to sit back even more than usual and just, I'm, you know, take my lumps and be better tomorrow. I got a hot chocolate. I am ahead of the game by a mile. Yeah. And the you, sugar is hitting me. By one o'clock, I'll be sleeping. But <sighs> that's 
That's pretty quick here. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to take the reins. Is you, what bet. I mean? you bet. Yeah. You bet. You are. Send in your text. I'll need them. Oh, there you go. Low tide. I think you're confusing politically correct with general politeness and common courtesy, which I agree we need more of. Hey, I agree we need general politeness and common courtesy. But the dictionary. Uh, this is, I believe, is Oxford of uh, politically correct conforming to. Uh, opinion in particular by carefully avoiding forms of expression or action that are perceived to exclude, marginalize, or insult groups of people who are socially disadvantaged or discriminated against, i.e. he has never been politically correct. I would like us to go back to that. We can't handle it. We think we can, but we can't. Our bias and our bigotry comes out. And just so you know, it exists in every family. My dad was in the war. When he came back from the war and I was born, he said things that I would never say. And that is proof that you can stop it and you can avoid it and you can stay away from it. You choose not to, or if you're doing that, you choose not to. I would like to get back to that. I think as a society, we could be nicer to everybody, including those that are marginalized and and people of color and other minorities who maybe are a little less, maybe they feel a little less safe now in our country than they did a few years ago. And I, for one, think that's, that's bad. We shouldn't have to have people walking around who feel maybe they're, they're not as safe as they were 10 years ago because of the color of their skin or their you know, race, color, creed, whatever it may be. That's my opinion. I suspect that it will not be everybody's opinion. Great show. Low Tide, you speak differently than five years ago when you referenced the player. You said, I like him and I have him, and I would have uh, never said that five years ago with regards to football. Uh, I've always said I like a player. You know, um, like Mike Madano is a guy that for many years I, I openly uh, hoped would come to the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, I thought he would have been a perfect Oiler in every way. He he reminded me a lot of the 80s orders. Al, if you had to build a team and you had to build around the following three of Nurse, Ekholm, and Bouchard, who would you pick number one? There's no way, no chance you're taking Nurse over Ekholm. I'd argue I'd pick Bouchard over him as well based on where they are at their career. So therein lies the rub. Nurse is playing like a number one, is played like the number one. If that's the case, that coupled with the current goaltending may cost you a cup. Anyway, point is, Ekholm is their top guy, and I don't think it's particularly close. Just my opinion, but I love the debate from Sean. Sean, when they were both healthy down the stretch last year, against elite competition, Jay Woodcroft played the hell out of uh, Matthias Ekholm. I I think Ekholm played slightly more than Nurse did, but they were the top two pair, and Ekholm played a lot. Ekholm's not healthy right now. He's getting there, and his minutes will increase, and I suspect that the exposure for Nurse will decrease. LT, love the show. Do you think now that Hedman is back from injury, Tampa might be interested in a trade that sees us sending maybe a forward in Broberg DeHarnay in exchange for Sergachev? Be a great deal. I like him a lot, or Sergachev. But the Broberg isn't proven enough. Here, here's what might happen. A team might see Broberg as somebody that they can um, progress or they can coach up in a way that he's not being coached up now. I don't see that. I think he's a raw guy. He always has been. You know, you can see the tools. He's big and fast and strong. You just want him to get it. And this is year five. And as I said earlier in the show, the the road game 
Vancouver had their best center, Pedersen, out for five minutes at five on five. That was the top opponent faced by Broberg in that game. They get home, last change for the home side, it's down to one minute. You see where the problem is. If Woodcroft had no problem with Broberg, playing five minutes at home would no, be no problem. That is not the case. And that's why when they go on the road, I do think that Vincent DeHarnay has a good chance to play. And tomorrow night might be too late. <laughs> Tim says, uh, I, or Terry, Tim says, I say that after I hear it's now or never. It's an old Elvis song. LT, you keep saying this about Nurse and Bouchard. Nurse has a full no-movement clause. He is unmovable. People keep saying that. People get moved on those clauses all the time. And if it's not Nurse, it'll be Bouchard. Do you remember when they signed P.K. Subban? Remember how long it took them to trade him after that? Not long. The the orders are reaching a point, unless the cap goes up a lot. But they've got 21 players. Somebody gets, you know, coughs on the plane, then they, they might be down another man. they they, they got to go through the whole year like this. And the coach isn't playing his fourth line. So you you have a problem. And now the coach is loading up the top line. That means that there's going to be more asked of Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Ryan McLeod. Although I do like the idea of Fogel moving up, but I'm interested in seeing what Connor Brown will do with Ryan McLeod. But as far as, you know, nurse can't be traded, uh, let's review. Yes, nurse pitched at the wrong time, and Fogel's errant pass turned the puck over. They obviously recognized the two Canucks were trailing. They wanted an odd man rush if they'd scored or gotten a great chance. Taka would have been furious with Pedersen and Stodnika for not back-checking. They were coasting. If they'd scored, fans would be lauding them for a great play. Well, that's the that's the game, though. You know, I, I, I heard all over the place on... Sunday online on Twitter or whatever X it's called now, uh, you know, oh, Skinner didn't stop anything. Well, I saw him make some really good stops, but he didn't make any. He made one of the five high danger stops. He made one. If he's made two, the Oilers would have at least a point, maybe two today. The, the margins are so small for NHL hockey. Hey, guys, do you think our goalies make, don't make enough timely saves? Like if Skinner saved two, uh, the 2-0 or the fourth goal, the confidence would grow more within the group. Feels like it's lacking with the goalies. I never fault a goalie who has to give up the, the kinds of chances that Skinner did the, on Saturday night. There was a two-on-none, you know, and he didn't play it well. He played it terribly, as a matter of fact. But at that point, a two on a two-on-zero, if the goalie lets the puck in, I'm not going to fault the goalie. Playoffs, playoffs, you have to show up to a first game or a game first, ha-ha. First time I've been able to hear the show on a decent radio off work today, so I'm listening at home. So great to have you on the air. Now fix the Oilers' defense, please and thanks. I'll tell you how to fix the Oilers' defense. Do you want to hear me now, or do you want to hear me next hour? I'll tell you now, because I'll probably forget. Declan will say something funny. We'll go off on a tangent. Or we'll be talking about eat more or oatmeal, one of the two. So here it is. Matias Hekholm is your number one defenseman. A year ago, Evan Bouchard partnered with him was highly effective. I think the orders have a choice to make here. 
run Ekholm Bouchard as your top pair or or experiment for 20 games with Ekholm Broberg as your second pair. And then you could run Nurse with Bouchard or Nurse with Cece. But Ekholm Bouchard is, I think, your safe place. And then I will say this now, but I believe it to be true. If the goaltending straightens up and flies right, and that's a big if, then I think you'll see a replacement of Cody Cece at the deadline. The goaltending and the right defense are the areas, I think. And if you could pick up a fourth-line center, that would be good too, but we'll see. Madonna was great. If you're talking about the best hair in the 90s from L.A. Donut Man. He did have great hair. He married, was it Lita Ford? Who did he marry? Let me look into this. Let me look into this. I didn't know off the top of my head, so give me a second here. Well, yeah, I mean, it was the 80s. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Sometimes I get stuff in my brain and it's not correct. But I seem to recall he was a bit of a, um, you know. Williford? Will, what did I say? I'm not sure. Okay. But Williford, it was like in 2006 they got married, I think, or engaged or something. All right. Well, good stuff. <laughs> uh, well, you know what my brain does is it, it puts things together. Lita Ford was from the Runaways. You remember them? Nurse gets hurt once every 200 games. He's more valuable. Well, I'm not going to argue who's valuable, who isn't valuable. I'm saying that that you need uh, Ekholm to play a lot of minutes, whether he's number one or number two. Madonna was an oiler killer, one of my most hated players ever, Northeast Mike. He was. He just owned them. It's game two. Penguins went 0-2 in 2011 with the world's best players at the time. People need to rely. Well, I know. I know they do. Hey, low tide. Broberg looked good and much improved last Saturday. Should he get more minutes from ranting Rob? Well, that's up to the coach. The coach didn't play him much against the best. He played him against the soft parade, and which is a Doors album, by the way. But it's also a way to refer to the lesser players on the opposition. I think the coach will tell us. What's the cost for Carter Hart? Stu Broberg in a pick? I don't think Carter Hart's coming here. Skinner was left out to dry. Saturday, the orders needed to do a significantly better job of clearing the front of the net, lower the danger of the tip shots. Yeah, I agree with that. And and get in the lanes. Just tuned in. That third goal was absolutely embarrasing. That's the perfect example of why Nurse gets lambasted. He's the fifth guy in, tapping his stick from center, thinking he's the second coming of Paul Coffey, not realizing it's Fogel making the pass, not Leon. He's supposed to be your top D-man. He has to realize any error, and there's two guys behind him. Instead, he's cheating for offense from Team Dean. I don't disagree, Team Dean. I just, the, the level of anger and rage makes you go, okay, all right, well, we're not going to be able to have a calm conversation about this. It's going to be, like, nobody has that anymore. Nobody has, you can't talk rationally to people about anything anymore, including hockey, which should be fun. I wonder sometimes how many people are having fun. When I see Twitter and the amount of outrage that happens, and people don't believe people anymore either. About two and a half years ago, I wrote an article about the Oilers, and I got a bunch of uh, uh, DMs saying, are the Oilers after you? Are they putting pressure on you? And I'm like, what? The, the Edmonton Oilers have never said a word to me about what I write. And that's the God's honest truth. But you can't make people believe something when they already believe the negative. That's the world we live in. 
and it's less enjoyable than a word where you could speak your mind and have people believe you instead of not believing you. I would like to get back there if we could. Could you work on that during the break, Declan? Do you think you maybe, you know, get on that? Making some calls. All right. Greg are on the way in hour number two. We're going to have uh, hockey rumors as well. And there's a few others that we're going to slide in and maybe a baseball rumor or two because they're starting to get going. It is now time for a sports update. This is a sports 1440 update. For your sports 1440 update, Oilers news involving a line shakeup. The Oilers reunited the line of Leon centering Connor and Evander Kane. Per sources, Warren Fogle has been elevated to the second line with Nuge and Hyman. Connor Brown on the third line with McLeod and Holloway. Ekholm and Booch, the top pairing. Leila Fernandez rallied from a set down to defeat Katarina Siniakova 3-6-6-4-6-4 and win the Hong Kong Open for her first title in 19 months. It is the third title of the 21-year-old Canadian's career and first since winning at Monterey in March 2022. And after the win, she will move back inside the WTA Top 50 rankings next week. Montreal Canadiens announced earlier today that forward Kirby Dock has suffered a significant lower body injury and will be out long term. The full extent of the injury is still being evaluated with the timeline of how long he'll be out to be determined. Five sports have been added to the Los Angeles Olympic program for the 2028 Olympics. Cricket, lacrosse, softball, squash, and flag football. This latest sports cleared a final hurdle from the Olympic body's full membership in a meeting in in Mumbai, India, after being proposed by the Los Angeles officials one week ago and recommended by the IOC executive board on Friday. Just one game in the AJHL tonight, White Court in town to take on Calgary. Five games in the NHL, including the Blackhawks taking on the Leafs in Toronto, and two games in the MLB playoffs, Rangers and Astros just after two, and the Diamondbacks Phillies just after six. I'm Declan Kruger, and this has been your Sports 1440 Update.